Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. As you see, the clock is ticking. We are only hours, hours away from 80s Wrestling Con Live, followed by ISPW's Rock and Wrestling, all taking place this Saturday, May 7th, in the Men's Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. It all starts Saturday at 9 a.m., 9 to 3 p.m., 80s Wrestling Con Live, 7 p.m., ISPW's Rock and Wrestling. We have a great show here for you today. Right now, though, I would like to bring on, in place of Jumpin' Jay, the one of the only, the man himself. Here is Tommy Fierro. Tommy, are you there? Hey, what's going on there? We had a little, we had a little te- technical difficulty here in the beginning. This is why, this is why Jumpin' Jay has to be in Minnesota each and every week. I knew, I knew I shouldn't have invited him. 80s wrestling con this Saturday. Can you hear me okay or no? I can hear you perfectly loud and clear. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually not on my. Usually I do this on my uh, laptop with my speakers, but uh, I couldn't get in for some reason. Luckily, you were able to get me on through uh, a phone connection. So I just want to make sure I sound okay. How you feeling today, man? Are you excited? Oh man, I I can't even begin to explain. All the different emotions going through me right now. I mean, I have literally, I'm, I'm in my, I'm in my store right now. There's piles and piles and piles of stuff, all getting ready for 80s Wrestling Con this Saturday at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. And man, I'm telling you, the phone has been ringing off the hook all week long. The emails have been coming through all week long. The messages, the DMs, people are excited for 80s Wrestling Con this Saturday, again, at the Menon Sports Arena, Morristown, New Jersey. Well, I talk for a minute, uh, Mac, can you try and get on Tom Brandy? You could probably click over and call him, and then when I'm done talking, get him back on, just so I can uh, catch Certainly. up real quick, because I know we started a couple minutes late. So, yeah, it's Absolutely. this Saturday. Thank you. It's this Saturday at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. The convention is from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and yesterday, actually, on our social media, if you look on our um, 80s Wrestling Facebook page and also our 80s Wrestling Twitter, I mean, um, Instagram page, we actually posted a program for the event for the whole day, for the convention at the daytime and show at night. If you actually go to 80s Wrestling on our Instagram, 80s Wrestling, you can just click the link in the bio of 80s Wrestling, and it'll take you right to the official program for this weekend's event, and there's a lot, a lot of hype around it, and we got people from over four countries in over 35 states that have purchased tickets for 80s Wrestling Con this coming Saturday. Now, after the convention, uh, 6.30 p.m., we are presenting ISPW Rock and Wrestling. It is going to be the biggest ISPW show ever, and I know that we have fans from tons of different states and countries coming to this event, and I knew that there would be hopefully an opportunity where I can get some new eyes on ISPW. So I stacked the card like it's never been stacked before, and uh, one of the regular ISPW stars, and he's just not an ISPW star, he's a international pro wrestling star, 
Tom Brandy, former South and Fair in the WWF, formerly Johnny Gunn in WCW. He's now part of ISCW, and he's part of the Winners Club, which is formed by the son of Nikolai Volkov, Andy Weinberg. And it's uh, Brandy, along with King Kalua and Michael Mars. They do a free bird type of gimmick. And if you haven't been to an ISCW show yet, it's absolutely one of the highlights of the show, every show. And I believe he's on the line with us right now. And if you want to talk to Tom Brandy about his career, you can give us a call at area code 516-595-8295. Once again, that's area code 516-595-8295. Matt is handling the, uh, the, the caller board. So anything drops off, the heat goes on him, not on me. So I'm on my, uh, my uh, cell phone right now. <laughs> All right now. A man who some people would call a heat magnet. I like to call him pure entertainment. Here is Mr. Tom Brandy. Tom, are you there? I'm here. Good hey, morning. Hey, Tom, How what's up, you? man? I'm here. You, you're, you're, you're there. Can you hear us? I'm here. Yes. All right. So listen to this. So this is... This is actually a big, not only is the ISW show at nighttime big for Tom, but the 80s wrestling con as well, because this is the first time in 15 years, Matt, 15 mm-hmm. years that Tom Brandy has done a convention. Now, Tom Brandy lives in Pennsylvania, and you know there's tons of conventions in this East Coast area, especially over the last 15 years. So the fact that he hasn't done one in 15 years, uh, and you're an avid wrestling collector, whether it's you know, uh, autographed pictures or a, a, a real popular thing now is the encyclopedias, and which Tom is in. So I think it's an extremely rare opportunity to be able to come out to the show and, and get a, a really tough signature in uh, Tom Brandy's South and Sarah. So I know you're looking forward to the show. And uh, wh- why is it that it's been so long since you've, you've done a convention? Yeah, I think we got a bad connection with them, with them, Matt. Yeah, I hear you now. I hear you now. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Hi, Tom. You everything we just that or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can hear you now. Did you hear everything we just said or no? I I heard the part about the convention. Okay, did you hear a part? I'm, I'm glad you didn't hear the part where I said I was going to give you a, a $20,000 bonus for this weekend. I'm glad you missed that part. <laughs> that's when it cut. Right. Yeah, that's when it cut out. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, sorry if you cut out, but what I was saying was, for wrestling fans, this is a great opportunity, uh, for especially the, the, the fans that have the uh, encyclopedias, that, you know, doesn't have the opportunity. This is your first convention in 15 years. So anyone that is an avid collector of the, of the encyclopedia that gets an autograph, this is the first chance in 15 years that they're going to have to get your signature. Now, I was saying there's so many conventions in the New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania over the last 15 years. Why is it this is the first one you're doing? Because you tricked me into doing it. That's why. (laughs) 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 Tommy Fierro has that way about himself. Tommy Fierro, he's a golden-tongued devil. No, it's, um, (laughs) it's, 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 it's time. I think, you know, the way you came came about the timing is right 
and uh, it's a real good, it's a, it's a phenomenal lineup, phenomenal show. I, I just, I just don't think like over the years it was like one of those things to where like I forget to be honest what turned me off to conventions, uh, and, and then you see so many of them, and then you see the, like the same guys over and over and over again, and like. I stayed consistent with, on the indie circuit, taking bookings, and just kind of like, uh, c- kind of put the conventions on the back burner. They weren't a priority. So now, you know, again, you don't really plan it out and say, okay, well, I'm going to wait 15 years to do one or 16 years, wherever it's been. You know, you just it just happens. And and the way we we put this together, I feel like the timing is right. Well, Tom, we do have a couple of callers on the line, and we're going to bring them in right now, and I'm sure they cannot wait to see you at 80s Wrestling Con, as well as at 80s Rocket and Wrestling, 80s, I should say, ISPW's Rocket and Wrestling following 80s Wrestling Con, uh, where you will be involved in a tag team match for the ISPW Tag Team Championships, along with your Winners Club partners, against the Sons of the Sun, Leo Sparrow and GKM, the new ISPW Tag Team Champions. Right now, we're going to bring in a caller. And uh, good morning. Who's this? This is Joe from Atlanta. Hey, good morning, Joe hey, from Atlanta. Joe from Atlanta. All right. So I'm. The name is Brady. Excuse me. Who I'm talking? Who I'm talking with? No, this is Tom Brady. Tom, Tom, Tom Brady. There. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he a wrestler? Cut <laughs> him off. Cut him off. He's ribbing. Sorry, Tom. Sam, and it's the reason why there, Tommy, there's a reason why I don't do podcasts either. <laughs> every, everyone, everyone knows who you are. I, I could put you over for the next hour if you need me to. Don't worry about it. <laughs> there's a reason why I don't well, do podcasts I'm trying to either. Get him, <laughs> I'm trying to get him to promote himself. You know, uh, what are you going to wear? Joe, uh, we're going to go to the next call, buddy. Have a good day. Thank you. Okay. All right, our next caller coming in. And I believe this is Tommy on the line. Tommy, good morning. Hello? Hello? Well, it's like the uh, caller. This is it. Tom, if you go back and listen to every episode of my podcast, with everyone who's awesome, this is the first one that is, is the shit. And it's uh, two days before my biggest event ever, so this is not a good sign. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> it is. You're, 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 uh, disconnected, unfortunately. Uh, Tom, if you could for a second talk about uh, are you excited to be having a tag team title shot against the Sons of the Sun following the 80s wrestling con at ISPW's Rock and Wrestling. You've been with the Winners Club, led by Andy Weinberg for a little bit now. You, Michael Mars, King Kalua, functioning as a cohesive unit in the ring, enjoying recent victory. How are you feeling about the tag team title shot? Oh, it's phenomenal. I said, you know, the thing about Tommy's promotion, he has the best of the best on the East Coast scene. You know, every other promotion I work for, mostly like a bunch of kids out of the, the wrestling school that that promotion's linked to. And, you know, the, the, when you run an independent show, your budget is very limited. So you have a lot of guys that, a lot of young guys don't get paid. A lot of young guys just trying to get experience and pay their dues. Tommy's the only promotion that I wrestle for that actually has 
skilled veterans that have been like you know all over the industry for years, and you could see it in every match. I mean, you know, that's 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 the difference in what Tommy's doing than everybody else. And you know, again, he has a higher budget. He has, and you know, you get what you pay for. So I mean, with the talent that he has, every match is a winner. I mean, when you know guys Crowbar and Bull James and Sean Donovan and Danny Doring, I mean, these guys are all names in the industry. And even if they weren't like you know, a guy like Sean Donovan, even if these guys that didn't make it all the way or they're they're still attempting to make it all the way, they have the right to, like they have the skill that they, you know, that you're, you're, I always say, like, my one motto is you're always one phone call away. You know, you get a, you get seen, and, you, you know, you're a good worker, and you get seen, you're one phone call away from AEW, WWE, whatever, whatever. So that's the thing about I'm looking forward to every time I work for Tommy. It's always, you're always going to be in the ring with, with good workers. All the matches are good. Everybody works hard. Everybody has a good attitude, and, and there's no egos in the, in the in the in the locker room. I mean, it, it goes a long way. But Saturday was like the culmination of like the last few shows that I've done, and the tag team match. It's built up to this. Like you know, they built it up correctly, and uh, you know, I feel like we have a great chance to win the tag team belts on Saturday. Actually, we're gonna Absolutely, go to a and, and, and the people that are out there that that might not know the storyline. So. Uh, the, in, the winner, Andy Weinberg, I said earlier, he is the son of Nikolai Volkov, and he's put together a trio of, of South and Sierra. King Kalua, who's been around just as long, if not longer, than, than, than Tom, and uh, Michael Mars was a longtime uh, indie veteran from the early 90s here in New Jersey. So they're the winner's club, and uh, their, their stipulation is they have a, a, a deal where any two guys can be in the ring uh, any two guys could be in the match at one time, kind of like the Freebird rules from back in the day. Now, two kids that you just saw last week that we put the tag team belts on, Leo Sparrow and GKM, they're easily uh, going to be future stars one day. There's no question in my mind about it. But there's going to take a long way to get to that process. And for me, being a promoter, what better way to groom these guys than to put them with someone that has so much experience, Tom and, and King Kalua. I have more experience than anyone in the locker room. So what better way for these guys, these young guys, to learn than by, by putting them with Tom and, and Mike Lewis? So that, that, that's my thought process behind having these guys program with each other for a while so they can help elevate those kids. And also for that match on, on Saturday, again, it will be Leo Sparrow and GKM against the Winners Club with uh, the stipulation being if the Winners Club loses, Brutus the Barber Beefcake will shave the head of Andy Weinberg, so it, it, the stakes are high, and I think I think that Andy will look good with a ball head, Tom. I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope I hope not. <laughs> but anyway, I want to uh, while we have you on, I, I want to talk a little bit about your career. What, what was it like? I mean, you, I, I know, I know your career very, very well. And, and, and another thing, real quickly, before we, we make mention of that, another real important part of the festivities. This Saturday, Matt, will be following the convention and before uh, the show at nighttime, we are doing the Independent Wrestling Lifetime Achievement Awards. And several uh, very, very deserving participants will partake in that. And head, heading the pack there is, is Tom Brandy, who has been a staple, a staple of independent wrestling in this area since I was a little kid. So I would used to go to the shows and Tom would be the big independent star back then. 
So it's a big day for Tom because, one, he's going to be taking part in his first convention that he's taking part in 15 years. Then he's going to get an award, and, and, and Tom told me he's got friends coming from all over uh, for, for this ceremony. And then at nighttime, he gets to be in one of the big matches, uh, you know, for the ICW Titan title. So hopefully he's not expecting that $20,000 bonus. I've got to do it a lot that day. It certainly will prove to be a historical night for everybody involved. And right now, let's bring in another caller. Good morning, caller. You're on 80s Wrestling, the podcast with Tom Brandy. Who's this? Hey, is this, uh, I don't know if you got me on here or not. This is Brian out in Chico. Hey, hey Brian, morning. what's up, man? You're, not too you're much. On, you're, um, on you're on with Tom Brandy, Salvatore Sincere. Yes. Uh, I, unfortunately, I kind of took a break from wrestling when you came into prominence, but uh, I noticed uh, just looking at stuff about you on Wikipedia, it looks like you started young, uh, 18, 19 years old. It looks like you debuted, and uh, I was just wondering who some of your influences were as a, as a younger guy, as a kid, when you actually got into wrestling, and what kind of made you jump into this crazy business that you've been in all these years? Well, Bruno San Martino was my idol, and being Italian, and he was Italian, obviously, he was like there was there was a no brain, it was a no brainer. So I mean, I started in like five years old. You could you know you could ask me, and I could tell you I wanted to be a pro wrestler at five years old. So it wasn't wow. one where you know you you hear a lot of guys interview, and they they get approached like they're bouncing at a club, and a guy approaches them. Like, if you want to be a wrestler kid, you know, you're a big kid, you know, you want to get into wrestling. There's none of that. It was like from five years old. And then, you know, you know, you know, you know, that's what you want to do. So, yeah, Bruno San Martino by far. And then there was always guys along the way that you, you know, you, you wanted to, co- you know, copy their style. Like, I, I always loved Rick Martel and, you know, Tito Santana, a lot of those baby face guys along the way. And, uh, you know, just one of those things where um, it was a no-brainer for me from day one what I wanted to do in life. Did you get ever get the chance to meet Bruno or Rick or Tito? I mean, you got three oh, all-timers. Every, every one of them. Oh, there's not there's nobody I haven't met. I mean, Bruno, I, you know, I've spent quality time with multiple, multiple, multiple times. Thank God to where you go from being your idol to being your friend. You know, I mean, you know, it goes it goes a long way. And, like, we were just well, with Tito this week, you know, Tito multiple, multiple times, Rick Martel multiple times, to where you actually wrestle them. So I've, I've wrestled all of them, not Bruno, but, you know, like Tito and all these guys, to the point of after so many years and so many federations, you know, it's great to say that you've pretty much met every guy. I can well, count being on, a Northeast guy, right? Man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you absolutely. you you were uh, did you did you grow up in Pennsylvania? I mean, if I'm not mistaken, that's where Bruno uh, had a territory and uh, where he you know at his mo- he was a Northeast guy. So I mean, that was the uh, the hotbed for Bruno San Martino. So did you guys have a you know cool stuff to talk about from Pennsylvania? Were you fairly close to where he grew up too? Not grew well, up, he but was where in he Pittsburgh lived. And I'm, yeah, no, he was in Pittsburgh. I was in Philadelphia, but you know there would be. I mean, that would it would help logistically like you would be on certain you know some shows here and there he would come in and be like a, a special guest or whatever else so yeah i mean i've probably been you know with him over a dozen times or more just on shows and just appearances or whatever else but nothing but great memories and you know he's a guy i thought was going to live forever 
He was, he was well, that big. He was that well, big that, of a star. No. He was that he, he was, and a lot of guys, uh, you know, I, you got about eight or nine years on me, and uh, for me, it's uh, it's something where everybody my generation, they think Hulk was huge. Man, if they go back a little further, they'll see Bruno had the belt even longer and was probably, you know, filling houses uh, way more than, if not just as much as Hulk. So, I mean, what a uh, what a role model. How old were you when you went to your first live match? I was probably uh, I was probably ten, twelve. Uh, let's see, so four, let's see, fifteen, sixteen, probably probably thirteen, um, twelve, thirteen yeah. around then. Do you remember and who the headliner was that night? Oh, yeah, awesome! Sure Do you remember the main event? My, yeah, yeah, it was, pro- it was probably Bruno because the. Um, my dad got hooked onto it. I got him into it big time. He was. He was absolutely, absolutely, absolutely like head over heels in love with it too. And, you know, Bruno, and, you know, that was when Bruno had lost the belt. So I, I never saw Bruno as a champion live. He had lost the belt yeah. by then. And, and it, you know, it was pretty much, um, you know, Graham and then pretty much Bob Backlund. So really I would say that my live matches were, were probably 99% Bob Backlund as a champ. I don't even sure. remember if I saw Graham. I don't know if I saw Graham as the champ live. I mean, I was into it. I mean, I was a fan. But live, I would probably say it was probably 99% backwards. Well, that's that's still pretty amazing. I mean, people also forget about him entirely. And that guy had, what, a six-year run? So, um, you know, a couple of, couple of cool guys to cut your teeth watching. And then uh, who did you train under uh, and how long did you train before? Like I said, I think you started in 85. What were you, 19 years old well, my, and just out of partner, high school? Or... Yeah, yeah, right out of high school. So my partner, King Kalua, was my trainer. And back then there was no schools. There was only like the Monster Factory, and that was too far to go for me. So um, I knew of a – I got to know there was like a local indie wrestler, and he, I knew where Jimmy worked out at. So um, – we were we were about to join a gym out of high school, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, we could join that gym as well as any other one, and then maybe I'll meet this guy there because I knew he wrestled. So that that's how it all worked out. Uh, King Kalua was the guy that um, I met, and you know, I saw right away that I wanted to do it. So we all became kind of friends and everything else. And the, the rest is history. Like you know, I got to know him, and we trained in the backyard and dirt and mattresses. There was no ring. And, you know, these kids don't know how lucky they have it now when they have all these wrestling schools and rings that they can use at their, they're at their disposal all the time. All when, kind of when you got into there. it, were you, when you, when you got into it, um, how long before they, uh, you know, I'll use these wrestling terms, but did, were you smartened up right away? Did you know going in that uh, everything was going to be difficult, but that the the outcomes were predetermined? How how long before you got smartened up, as they say? Yeah, no, you learn that. You learn. I mean, everybody was smart to it. I mean, everybody knew that. It was just a matter of, like, how, how much people wanted to tell you or not tell you. But, yeah, you knew all that going in. There was no secrets there. Um, that was that, that was all part of the – I mean, you knew that before you get into business. It's like now nobody – nothing nothing is uh, is vital. Everything is, is known. Everything is out there. There's nothing that's secret anymore. So, yeah. Um, I remember my early years, probably my first five to ten years, was really protecting the business because that was when everybody was like, 
is it fake? You know, you heard is it fake like ten times a day. If they knew you were a wrestler or getting into it. And I worked at a I worked at a bar and everybody that knew you were a wrestler, like they always wanted to hear you admit it was fake and you would never admit it was fake. Like that was their goal. Their goal was like, Oh, you do that wrestling, that's fake, right? And they just want to hear you say it. So if you never say it, you always leave that question mark in their head. And then when Vince came out and said it was entertainment, I, I haven't I haven't heard the, the, the F word in probably like 15 years. I probably haven't had totally. anybody come up to me, even though like people still know I wrestle. I don't have anybody ever come up to me, oh, that stuff's fake, right? Never. And never, ever, ever get said anymore. It's amazing how like they, they never they never stop saying it, and now they never say it. It's, it's funny now how Definitely. much it's changed. That yeah, and, uh, you, it looks like looks like you've been everywhere. It was uh, did you like the places where they had real ring ropes? Did you like the the steel cables? Uh, who's who had the hardest rings out there? Was it uh, WCW WWF? Where was the you know the as far as comfort level? I know a bump hurts anywhere, but was there a certain federation back then that was a little easier on the body and ones that were worse? Nah, the uh, the pro the big companies always had good rings. It's the independence you have to, like, buyer beware type of thing. You don't know what kind of piece of crap is going to get rented. And, you know, the promoter, you know, they're going to try and do the right thing, and they don't really know what's, what's going to show up. So, I mean, the, the, a lot of the independent rings have been an, an absolute nightmare to where, you know, you're in there. <laughs> There's, you're, you have more of a chance to get hurt from the ring than your opponent. So Well, obviously I mean, you have uh... – you must have good feelings about Tommy and uh, the way he does business. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. So, you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Tom, see, everything, these guys don't get it. Tommy gets it. He's been around. Tommy's not new at this. Tommy's been around no, a long no. time. He's learned, from, he's learned from all his mistakes, and he knows what to, what's right from wrong. You know, he knows what, you know, you should have a good ring. He knows the presentation is everything, promotion's everything. You can't cut corners. And, you know, now compared to when he promoted before, you know, uh, social media is, uh, is, 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 is life. It's, it's a much bigger element now. And the problem with social media is you get caught and makes you lazy. Uh, most promoters that I work for, like on the independent scene, especially like New Jersey and Pennsylvania, they just want to promote on Facebook. And Facebook's only going to get you so many, so many buyers, so many paying customers. You have to well, get gentlemen. out into the town. You have to... You have to talk to the schools. You got to uh, get families on board. You have to get sponsors. You have to, you know, you have to do the, the legwork. You have to do the dirty work stuff, and that separates a good promoter than from other promoters. And hey, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk to for a little bit. But, um, I'll let I you just talk to some other guys. Just want to um, interject and say that speaking of hard canvas and the ring, Tom Brandy will. I'm sure in, I should say intends on putting a hurting on the Sons of the Sun, GKM, and Leo Sparrow. I'm walking out. One of the ISPW Tag Team Champions. We go to our next caller, our next caller who is on the air. You're talking to Tom Brandy. Good morning. Who's this? It's time for Total with Tom. Total with Tom. Hey, Good Toto morning. How Tom. are you today? I'm excellent. I want to shoot, but I want to ask Mr. Brandy something first. Um, how did you get into the WWF? Rumor says it that you got into WCW by sending photographs to them. You always would promote yourself with like a video. And again, we're talking 1992. 
back then, you have to remember, no social media, no foot cell phones, no nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. There weren't even cell phones. So um, what you do to promote yourself was, and I was taught to, uh, you know, get a nice, you know, get some nice promo shots, uh, you know, a couple of videotapes with, you know, maybe a couple of good matches, stuff like that, you know, again. And the other thing is that worked was, you know, you want to show up at a, at a live event and you always want to be dressed to the nines. Uh, you really want to you make an impression. Vince, Vince McMahon always loved the guy wearing a suit. He was always a mark for that. He always, always, always was a mark for that. So with WCW, I was wrestling for a promotion in Puerto Rico at the time, and I sent my pictures over. And, you know, we're not living at home, so we had no access to make a videotape. We had no access to do anything. And um, I was there with you, Morris. Bill DeMott was one of the, my roommates. And um, Gangrel was, and Luna were my other roommates over there for that promotion. And I sent my stuff to WCW, and about a week later, Magnum TA called, and they were looking for a tag team partner for um, uh, Tom Zink. And I had plenty of referrals. Like, I had probably a dozen guys that I had wrestled that were employed by WCW. He called, brought me in, and that was it. And the rest was history. So now when it came time for, like, four years later for WWE, WWF, um, I had some people that I worked with at WCW that were now employed by Vince. It was uh, J.J. Dillon and Bruce Pritchard were my main uh, help. And, you know, once I sent my stuff there, um, Bruce Pritchard called and I got hired there the same way. So WCW definitely helped me get in WWF just by being on the big stage. And once you're in the big stage, that's when the talent struggle and the talent pool started to where they started to, um, you know, that's when the Monday night wars were getting started. It was right before that. So it was kind of like the, 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 uh, pre prerequisite to get in there was the, uh, you know, that's when they started to build up the talent basis and the talent pool between both companies. So what can you tell me about the Patriot? I understand that was a character that you took, was it from Del Wilkes? I'm trying to get my uh, hands wrapped around it. How, how did that work out? So the story's never changed. <clears throat> the story's always been the same. So we were, this is probably like, uh, 1998. Uh, there was a promoter that was doing all the army bases across the country, and it was uh, promoted by 1-800-COLLECT. So uh, we were doing it. Uh, I was doing the shows as myself. It was right after uh, WWF, and I was working with a bunch of guys. Like Honky Tonk Man was the booker with uh, Jake Roberts, uh, Brian Nobbs, Brian Lee, um, there was, you know, all, every match had names. They're all name guys. And um, Christopher Daniels was actually the opening match, and he was like a no, nobody at the time. He had started up there as well. He was coming in from California. So anyway, um, we're on Army bases with 2,000 soldiers at every show, like give or take. And it was the promoter said, he said, he said to Honky, he said, we need a guy. He said, you know, we got to get a, a – a patriot type character on these shows it's a, it's a it's a given it's a must we have to do it so they reached out to Del Wilkes and he was completely retired he said you know he was he had all kind of medical issues from all the years of steroid abuse and everything else he had a torn tendons and ligaments 
and he just couldn't even like fake his way through a match. He couldn't even like come in and like just be a t- in a tag or a six man. He was just in that bad. He was all torn out, torn down, and everything else. So they came to me and they said, "Just go get a, a pair." So they reached out to Dell. Dell said, I "Can't do it." And they said, "Well, we want to use that, that type of character on the shows." He goes, "Absolutely." He goes, "Whatever you guys want to do." He goes, "I'm done. I'm completely done. I can never get back in the ring." He goes, I can't do your shows, so just go ahead and set something up. So what it came down to was it really – they could have called it anything, and they chose to go that direction, and they just said get a, you know, get a tights, get a, get a you know, mask and everything else. And it was basically they wanted to have a guy that was in decent shape. They just couldn't put anybody under the outfit. So uh, the rest is history. It started in 1998. So we started doing the bases. And I would work with, uh, who was, at the time, it was pre-Umaga, and he was doing the Sultan gimmick, where Kishi gave him the Sultan gimmick to use. So uh, after that, after we did all those shows, is when he became Umaga. So, rest in peace. So um, I was working with him every show, and uh, we probably did a good 20, 30 shows on those bases with the, uh, with the Patriot character. And when it came down to it, if it wasn't me, it would have been just been somebody else. Like, but they didn't right. have anybody in mind. And they said, listen, this guy's on the show already. This guy can work twice instead of going out there and finding somebody. And we don't really even know who we can reach out to at this point. So that kind of, that was, that was 98. And it's already been, you know, 24 years. Toto with Tom, before we continue, I'm going to have to just put you on hold for a moment because there is a very special caller on hold. At this time, caller is calling from Baltimore, Maryland. Is this who we think it is? I am the biggest Salvatore Sincere fan in the entire world. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Please welcome this morning to 80s Wrestling, the podcast, the man himself, the winner, Andy Weinberg. Good morning, Andy. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Andy, Mr. Well, Andy how are you? Let me tell you guys something, okay? I'm listening to the podcast today, and I'm listening to... Sal Sincere, Tom Brandy, the Patriot. There is nobody in the sport, and I'm going to use it sport because he's a true athlete in professional wrestling, that has more knowledge that can literally wrestle and work with anybody, any style, hands down. I met him years and years ago at a promotion uh, run by Dick Karakoff. That's how long ago I've known this man. And he is hands down one of the best wrestlers in the entire country that could go head-to-head, toe-to-toe with anyone that you put him up against and it is an honor to manage you sir brother i wouldn't have anybody else i wouldn't have anybody else when tommy put this together it was like a tr- it was a dream come true it really was well it really was. i'm honored to be a part we of it we got you. king Kalua. what's that we missed you this past weekend i know that it was a big void there there was a big void well, i missed you guys too weekend. i would have loved to have been there I would have loved to have been there, but let me tell you something. I can't wait till this weekend. There's going to be so many legends there. Jesse Ventura, Coco Beware, Jake Roberts, Ibiase, Backlund. The list goes on and on. But most importantly, the winners will be there, right? Michael Mars, King Kalua. The winners Calvin club. Kito. That's right. That's right. More That's knowledge right, than any other More knowledge than other faction in history. But I just wanted to come up and say hello to you. I've been listening to the podcast. You are hands down one of the most talented individuals that I've ever had the pleasure to get to know and get to meet. You're an amazing individual, and I want to say let's do this one uh, Saturday. Make sure there's no haircuts taking place. 
We won't be denied, brother. I guarantee it. I guarantee we won't be denied. Bold prediction by two members of the Winners Club. I can't wait to see you guys. Just make sure you bring your nose plugs, okay, buddy? Because you know what Jersey sounds like, and there's a lot of them there. Now, now, uh, now listen hey, to this. This, this, is just been, this has just been added to CD's Wrestling Con. Now, we're going to be doing a bunch of different activities during the day. We're having the 80s Wrestling Bruiser Brody Lifetime Achievement Award. That's going to be going to his wife, Barbara Goodish. You can sing 80s Wrestling Karaoke. Uh, you can take part in a live auction with some of the items that some of the wrestlers that are going to be pairing there are going to can be. The, can, the win, uh, can, the winners do, can the winners do their own karaoke? Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll do it. But uh, it's going to be a busy afternoon for Andy Weinberg as well because he will be at 80s Wrestling Con, and he will be doing a live edition. This announcement for the first time. A live edition of the winner's circle at 80s Wrestling Con in the daytime. Absolutely. Major announcement will take place as well as who knows what's going to come out of my mouth. you got to be there to find out. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not going easy on anybody. Nice. And you never do, brother. What's that? Never do and never will. Never do, brother. I, I'm not politically correct, and I'm damn proud of it. That's right, brother. <laughs> We're going That's old right. school. You guys continue your conversation. I'm going to keep listening. Everybody, I'll see you Saturday. Let's do this. Be there for the majors announcements, the major matches, the major meet and greets. This is going to be one of the biggest events that I've ever been a part of. And let me tell you guys something. The winners are going to take over this world. Let's get started, boys. You heard it from the winner himself. There he is, the winner, Andy Weinberg. Now, Tom, well, well, we still have you on before you go back to the other Tom. I, I had a quick question just because I want to get it in before the uh, episode ends. Now, obviously, you started your career, and uh, before, you, before you went to the WWF, you were doing independence all over, especially for IWCCW. And in 1994, you were a part of the Upstart American Wrestling Federation. Now, I'm always very curious about about this promotion, and I know the stories and the history behind it. But for some of the people out there that don't, can you can you give a brief summary of the American Wrestling Federation in 1994 and how everyone at one point or another thought that that might be the next big promotion? Tommy, to be honest with you, it's my, it was my favorite place of all the promotions I wrestled for because they actually they love me. They, they, they I never had a promoter. Well, Tito and Sarge were the bookers, okay? So the whole crew was all their generation guys. Like most of them you know, are going to be there Saturday, believe it or not. Probably like 60% of the locker room is going to be there Saturday. So anyway, promoter was from, they were from Chicago. And it was a guy that came into money. It was like that uh, dot-com boom industry. And uh, he made a huge, huge thing was Paul Alperstein, and he has since passed away, and it was it was an amazing time to where he he wanted the best, like he, I would have got the best push of my career, and just what they wanted to do, and then it just fell short, and then I got the call, like they were kind of like at a stagnant time, and I got the call from Vince, so obviously you have to go to, go to work for Vince, but if anything I ever wanted to see make it, it was that company because of who was involved, how I was treated, what I was thought upon. They thought the world of me, and it wasn't 
some BS crap or just blowing smoke up my butt or whatever else. It was, it was, it was, it was probably my favorite of all the promotions. It was probably my favorite of all the promotions, but you know, it was a guy that had a vision. They tried to do this gimmick with the round system and just try and do something different. And it just didn't last long enough. You know I mean? He, they, they, they blew their wad. Um, you know, he was spending money like a drunken sailor. Just, we were going to the, the TV conventions in Vegas, the Nazi convention in Vegas and doing all this stuff. And he was just blowing money like crazy and uh, buying like TV time and, and, and getting on all these channels. And then it just, I guess he ran out of money. I don't know. He, I mean, Tito knows better than I do, but I mean, that's been the story that's been, you know, relayed over and over again all these years. Yeah, and I, and I and I know that they had big plans for you, especially because at the time you were probably more one of the more younger guys that they had on the roster. So, yeah, I, I thought they had to, I thought they had to chance yeah, at first. I really did. Part. Well, you know, it goes back in time. So, like when you see all this talent that they had on their roster, and you say, okay, '94, those guys weren't that old. I mean, they still could have been part of a major federation. I mean, you had guys like Psycho Sid, you know. Guys that were um, still on a run after AWF. A lot of these guys got rehired eventually again. So they had they had so much talent. We're like, if you tried to start that now, that talent's not out there. Like like name talent isn't out there. The way the the, the names, you know, again, half the names, three quarters of the names you have Saturday were there. Coco Beware, all these guys, Demolition, all these guys, and and really 1994. They were not that old. They really weren't. No, they weren't. And they could still go. Yeah, and they could still go, and they could still perform, and they could still – the thing was the name that they had. The name that they had as pro wrestlers, the leg, like, like I mean, status-wise, they're the, that's the kind of stuff now that you don't, that you don't have that on the street. Those kind of guys aren't free agents right now. If you wanted to start a promotion like that, they're just not out there. They're not out there. Sure. And that's the difference. Sure. I mean, Tito, Tito and Sarge were so highly respected individuals. Like, they were the perfect two guys to have as your bookers. Because, you know, they could go up to a big-name guy, and they could ask him to do the job, and they're not even going to question it. They wouldn't even think twice about it. If Tito and Sarge are asking you to do the job, you're doing the job. You know what I mean? Their respect exactly. level was, was higher than any other promotion I ever worked for. Just think about it. Like, when you look at promotions like WWE or whatever, they don't have those kind of name uh, bookers and guys like, you know, giving finishes that you, you have respect for. So if you don't feel like doing something, you, you just tell them you don't want to do it. And then they got to fight you on it. they got to fight you on it. So, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Matt, we're going to we're gonna go back to Tom and let him finish up his call. Then we're going to we'll let Tom go. We don't want to take up too much of his time. Uh, of course, yeah. total with Tom, you're back. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for letting me uh, stay on hold because I started off by saying I wanted to shoot on ISPW and towed with Tom from last week. I want to show you how much passion I have for this promotion. Last week, I sat in a hospital bed, and I thought that I was not going to be able to attend WrestleCon or any of the weekend shows for ISPW. I had a medical that went wrong, and I was sitting in my hospital bed not thinking about my wife, not thinking about my kids, but thinking about Bobby the Brain from California calling up 80s podcasts and spending a half hour with you guys, that was on my mind. 
got out of the hospital Thursday afternoon, was told I can't go to the show Friday. I miss Great Meadows. I was upset. But I made damn sure I was there for the Saturday night promotion. And it was a wonderful, wonderful event. ISPW was heard chanting throughout the crowd. It was a memorable moment. And I really, really want to just say thank you, Tommy Fierro, for bringing ISPW back because it's filled a void that has been in my life. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. I mean, the role to me. And I'm 100% in total with Tom will be at WrestleCon this Saturday. 80s Wrestling awesome, Con. 9 a.m. Men in Sports Arena, Morristown, New Jersey. We look forward to seeing you. Thank you, everyone, for your time. Time's up for Total with Tom. All right, Total with Tom. We don't promo on Saturday. Hey, Tom, I want to thank you so much for taking a little time to come out today. And, again, it's a, it's a huge day for Tom Brandy this coming Saturday. He's got a, a very, very busy day. We'll be appearing at 80s Wrestling Con live. First convention appearance in 15 years. Get your WWE encyclopedias ready because this is a signature that has escaped you for over a decade. So Tom Brandy will be there. Tom will also be getting the Independent Wrestling Lifetime Achievement Award. And then later on that night, he will be teaming with Michael Mars to challenge for the ISPW tag team titles in a match where if they lose, Brutus the Barber Beefcake will cut the hair of his manager, Andy Weinberg. Tom, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, and can't wait to see you tomorrow night, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Look forward to it. Thank you so much, Tom. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Mm-hmm. Take care, guys. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, Matt. Things have been really, really, really choppy this episode. We're talking over each other. People <laughs> can't hear the background noise of Tom's cell phone. Holy moly. But we are still here. We're still ticking. It turned out to be uh it turned out to be a cool interview. I, I love the part where he was talking about the uh the AWF and uh you know so let's talk about the lineup for this coming uh Saturday's ISPW show, Matt. If you wanna uh get it up if you have you have the list of in front of you or or I or I can get to it relatively quickly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're going to have GKM, as we said, the new ISPW Tag Team Champions, GKM and Leo Sparrow defending against the Winners Club. Let's do this. Let's preview the show. So what I want, if you can get the the lineup up, I know I just uh, posted it on my Facebook this morning. I got it. Let's do Mm -hmm. an official official preview coming from the, the mindset of the promoter of the show. How about that? I'll give you my thoughts on every match and, and, and build up and hype for every match. You've got it. I mean, one of them that we have that we're going to see, a man that's been making a difference to ISPW tracks, taking on Homicide. How do you feel about that one? I First of all, let me, let me say I can't sing Trax's praise enough. He has stepped up to the plate big time over the last several ISPW shows. His, break, his coming out party, in my opinion, was his uh, strap match he had with H.C. Logan. He's been on fire since then. He has performed excellent in every performance. And Homicide is next level as far as a, a, a challenger goes for him, an opponent. So those two guys are going to collide this Saturday at ISPW Rock and Wrestling. This is going to be probably Track's biggest test to date. And like I said, he's been knocking it out of the park 
for the last couple of shows, and let's see uh, what he's got when he's in there with uh, a world-class performer like Homicide. And if I was a betting man, I would say Trax is definitely going to step up to the plate and deliver this Saturday at ISPW Rock and Wrestling. Homicide could very well get derailed by Trax for the first time ever, though we have Rhett Titus and Crowbar colliding. This is a first-time matchup. This is a, 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 a smart fan fantasy match right here. Rhett Titus, red hot right now, Ring of Honor. He was just on AEW uh, this past Monday. So, I mean, Rhett's been doing a fantastic job building himself up over the last couple of years. Crowbar, talk about building yourself up. Crowbar's hotter now than he's ever been uh, as long as he's been involved in the wrestling business, which has been an extremely long time. So I'm really looking forward to this match. Uh, Crowbar, he's another one. He just he always delivers. There's not – and you might keep hearing me say this throughout the, the, the preview. He, he's someone else that always delivers. This guy is 48 years old. And he goes out there and he wrestles like he's 21 years old. He's just, he, he is what he says he is, timeless. Well, we've also got an implosion of the FBI, if you will. Nunzio and Big Vito in a confrontation with the special guest referee, Wildfire Tommy Rich. The FBI explodes this coming Saturday at ISPW Rock and Wrestling. I've known both of those guys an extremely long time. And you, you throw in Tommy Rich into the mix who was an original FBI member with Little Guido in ECW. And it's going to make for a really, really fun, old-school fashion match. I'm, I'm, I think on the show, I think you go to an independent show and you see Nunzio against Big Vito on the show. It's different. It's unique. And that's what I was going for with, with this lineup on Saturday. Like I mentioned yesterday, I did, a, I did a, an interview, a quick promo that I posted on my Facebook page, and I also posted it on the 80s Wrestling uh Instagram page if you want to check it out, just hyping up ISPW. And I, I mentioned that there's going to be a lot of eyes on the show this coming Saturday that has never witnessed or seen ISPW before. So I want to give them something to look at. And something like this, a match with the Battle of the FBI, it's just something different, something unique that, that, that you don't see every day on an average ISP, uh, no, ISP, an average independent show. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to put different things to the table. We've also got Vita Von Starr challenging the gift of Gab, Gabby Ortiz, for the ISPW Women's Championship this Saturday. Absolutely. And the gift of Gab, she's on, her, on top of her game right now, the ISPW Women's Championship on the line. Uh, Gabby just won the belt a few shows back uh, after Vicious Vicky had to forfeit the title due to injury. Vicky's actually back, uh, and Vicky's actually going to be wrestling during the convention. So at 80s Wrestling Con, in the daytime, you are going to see Vicious Vicky in action against J.C. Storm. And uh, I'm sure that Vicky is going to be present for the show at nighttime. And uh, it should be a really good match. And, and, and Vita from uh, ROH, just tremendous performer. We've also got the American Terminator, Rick Recon, issuing an open challenge. The last time he did that, things didn't turn out so cool for the American Terminator. But maybe he'll have better luck this time. So here, this, this is one of the guys I want to hit on. The American Terminator, Rick Recon. Remember that name. For all you internet darlings out there that have their internet favorites, and it, I totally get why, this is the guy you have to keep your eye on in 2022. I see something special in this kid. I really, really do. And I know that you do too, Matt. We talked off air about it. He just has something, and, and I, I 
You know what it is? Swag. Swag is something that you just can't be taught. Swag is something that you have to be born with. And when you see him walk to the ring, he's all swag. And he's working back it up for him. Yeah, he, he's someone that I'm high on. He's someone that I'm grooming. He's someone that I think has a, a bright future. Uh, in the in the wrestling business, and he's and this is a big this is a big match for him, you know, calling out anyone. Uh, it could be an independent wrestler, it could be a former WWE star. We do not know who's going to answer that challenge until this Saturday night. But I will tell you this: whoever it is, I guarantee you, Rick Recon will step up to the plate. He always does, though. He always seems to bring it, no matter what the outcome is. He always brings it, and I'm looking forward to see who answers the open challenge by Rick Recon. One thing I'm looking forward to personally, the Demolition Cup, a fatal four-way tag match with the Bollywood Bullet. Bollywood Bullet, and Arthur, the UHC Loke and Tony DeVito, the Sons of Samoa, Afa Jr. and L.A. Smooth, and the fourth tag team, and that is the now, Hale Collins and Vic Delicious. Probably one of the, if not the, thing I'm looking forward to most on the show uh, this Saturday night. As you know, I, I Demolition was my favorite tag team growing up as a kid. And, I mean, this match here is just, it's just next level. Next level. You have the Bollywood boys who are probably one of the best unsigned tag teams in the world right now against the now who, in my opinion, are one of the best unsigned tag teams in the world right now. The Carnage Crew, former ROH tag team champions, and the Sons of Samoa, Afa Jr. and uh, L.A. Smooth. I mean, these guys, those two guys right there have probably 55, 60 years experience just between the two of them. So you, you factor in all the, and, and probably it's probably more than that, but you factor in these four teams all in one match with demolition at ringside. I mean, how can it's it's like it's like going to you know seeing a car crash. You're like your eyes are glued. You just can't turn your head from it. And I think that that's what you're going to see this Saturday night with this match because, and I mean that in the best way possible because this match is going to be off the hook. And uh, and I think it's a great opportunity for the now who I, who I you know that I'm a, a big fan of, and I do think that they are one of the best unsigned tag teams in the world. I think this is uh, a great opportunity for them, and they just had a great opportunity a couple months back there in the NWA Crockett Cup. But I think this is this Saturday, you know, it it, it seals the deal, it puts the stamp on it. We're the now, we're here. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing this match. All four teams are, are fantastic. Then you throw in demolition in there, and, and I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I want to I sit down and watch this one. Also, we have former ISPW champion Bull James rising up the ranks back into title contendership after ser- two miscarriages of justice against the championship. The match will be contested in a dog collar match with former Intercontinental Champion and Hall of Famer Greg the Hammer Valentine as the special enforcer. Oh, yeah. And uh, this, this is going to be another really, really big match. And what independent show do you go to and you see a dog collar match on it? I, and I can't think of many. And then you factor in one of the masters of the dog collar match, Greg the Hammer Valentine, as a special enforcer of this match. See, it's, it's things like this. It's moments like this that I want yep. you to realize the people that are coming, just how special ISPW is. 
I'm sure I'm looking forward to seeing it all the time. You don't see things like this all the time or anywhere, really. And to see it in ISPW with Sean Donovan and Bull James, I'm looking forward to not only calling it, but seeing it as well as a fan. Absolutely. And and to praise both of those guys real quick, Sean is absolutely fantastic. Uh, And and if if you haven't heard him cut a promo, he cuts them better than anyone. He is awesome. Uh, as far as the promo guy goes, his in-ring work is fantastic as well. Bull, I always say that Bull is is a, a hugely missed opportunity from the WWE and every other wrestling company that doesn't have him under contract right now. I'm happy that ISPW is his priority right now, and I'm sure that he's going to show every he wants to show everyone uh, that they missed the boat on him. And uh, this match is going to be off the hook on on Saturday. One of one of the ones I'm really looking forward to. Another one we do have is an 80s Legends match between Bushwhacker Luke and the Brooklyn Brawler. Two WWF mainstays at that pinnacle. Do I need to say anything else to promote that match? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. It is going to be a locker room curtain sellout, I promise you. Absolutely. But seriously, Absolutely I love Just doing, doing cool things like that, like I said, like, where, where are you going to go to a show in 2022 and see Bushwhacker Luca one-on-one with the Brooklyn Brawler? It's, it's stuff like that. I'm trying to just make this show is as unique as possible. And uh, if, you're, if you're an old-school wrestling fan coming to 80s Wrestling Con, how do you not stick around and see Bushwhacker Luke go one-on-one with the Brooklyn Brawler? The only place you're going to see is at the Men in Sports Arena. Following 80s Wrestling Con, it's ISPW's Rockin' Wrestling. ISPW, the only one that'll bring it to you. And the main event for ISPW's Rockin' Wrestling. And the ISPW World Heavyweight Champion, Danny Morrison, for the ISPW Championship. Wherever Morrison goes, we know the Morrison entourage is in tow. But in tow with Justin Carino, WWE Hall of Famer, Jake the Snake Roberts. You know, Matt, I think that uh, Tom Brandy handed you his cell phone when, when he got off the phone because now all of a sudden you're uh, cutting in and out. Hopefully everyone can hear me and uh, the importance of this main event for this coming Saturday. For the ISPW World Heavyweight title, Danny Morrison, the superstar, formerly Danny Doring of ECW, with Maven and Dave LaGreca in his corner, defending the title against Justin Carino, with Jake the Snake Roberts in his corner. The backstory is the last show, Carino had the title won. But outside interference from Maven and LaGreca costed him the title. What better way to cement the fact of ISPW being some way somehow connected with 80s Wrestling Con, because I've kept the two separate until this uh, Saturday. It's been two totally separate uh, brands. But what better way to combine them together by taking one of the headliners from 80s Wrestling Con, Jake the Snake Roberts, put him in Carino's corner, and now the odds are not stacked against Justin anymore because you got Jake the Snake Roberts in Justin's corner and the referee for this match, Earl Hepner. So, I mean, I mean you can't... Wow. That's our big, that's our big match and, uh, and, and to make it even better, former five-time ISPW World Heavyweight Champion, Ace Darling, will be the special guest timekeeper for this match as well. I've been trying so hard to get Ace to do something. 
over the last uh, year or so, finally twisted his arms to uh, to do something at Rock and Wrestling. So uh, it, it's going to be great to have him there. And, and real quickly to put over these two guys, uh, Justin, uh, I, I think Justin is so special, so special. I can't put my finger on exactly what it is about Justin that's so special, but I mean that in a good way because once Justin – finds out why Justin's so special. And I don't know if he put his finger on that yet either, but when he figures it out and when I figure it out and when the rest of the wrestling world figures it out, I promise you, Justin will be a WWE superstar. He just has to find out what it is that makes him so special. And I think I do too, but he has it. He has it. Make no ifs, ands, or buts about it, Justin is going to be a star in this business, and I think that this Saturday night is his coming out party. And as far as Danny Morrison goes, the superstar, I can't sing his praise enough, quarterback. I'm handing the ball to him this Saturday night. He always scores a touchdown each and every time he's out there. When I first gave Danny that ball as the champion, he he, he, he wrote he, – he, he took that ball, and he ran with it to the next football stadium. That's how good of a job Danny is doing. You don't think that Danny uh, it, it, it loves the fact that he has the responsibility to close out each and every show at this stage of his career? You're damn right he does. He I loves it, and Danny he revels in it. Time. Danny is – let me tell you something, and, and I've always I've – always, been a fan of Danny, and Danny has always been a great worker. But Danny is ten times the worker he was just a mere six, seven months ago. If you haven't seen Danny in the last six, seven months, you are missing out on the transformation of the nation. And I'm not trying to rhyme. I'm trying to say he stepped up his game like nobody else. So this match here is going to be awesome. This is my this is my WrestleMania. This is our WrestleMania. Absolutely, to say that, and, and you have, and he's, and, and and make no mistake about it, he's my Roman Reigns. So this show on Saturday is going to be the biggest ISPW show ever. We're having special guest appearances. Uh, we're going to have the American uh, Idol star Constantine do the national anthem. We have stars from the Real Housewives of New Jersey are going to be there. It's going to be an extravaganza. So if you're coming this Saturday to '80s Wrestling Con to the show at night you are going to leave totally, totally wanting more. They absolutely will, believe me. And even as a fan and being a play-by-play voice for ISPW, along with the commentary god and icon Tiger Mulligan, we leave every show wanting more, wanting to do it every single day. And one thing about Danny Morrison, you have to remember, he's a fighting champion, and by hook or by crook, he does walk out with that belt. Well, there's only one way to find out. One way You've to find it. out, and that's from the ISPW Rock and Wrestling this Saturday night following 80s Wrestling Con. For tickets, head over to ISPWWrestling.com. Once again, that's ISPWWrestling.com. And until I talk to you guys next week, I hope to see all of you this Saturday, 80s Wrestling Con from 9 to 3. Afterwards, come back for an evening of ISPW action. Uh, I'm going to be running around with a chicken with its head cut off. I'm going to probably be looking like I want to 
jump off a bridge. I promise you I'll be loving every second of it inside. So if you have the opportunity to see me or grab someone to introduce yourself to me, I want to meet everyone this Saturday in DressCon. I want to thank you personally for supporting ISPW, for supporting 80s Wrestling Con, for supporting this podcast. I want to meet everyone. So anyone out there, you see me running, you grab me, you stop me. I'm accessible to everyone Saturday, no matter how busy I look. Before we conclude, Tommy, we do have one more caller on hold I'd like to invite in right now. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Pat Savino. How are you guys? Hey, Pat Savino. Hey, it's Pat. Referee. Pat's how of, are you? Pat's one of our referees. Absolutely. I've just been listening. You guys are doing a tremendous job putting this thing over. i got to say a couple of things here. I'm doing this now 21, 22 years. And a little over a year ago, I started getting a little disenfranchised with the whole business, trying to, you know, just feeling my time was done and everything else. Tommy has absolutely reignited the fire that's been in me. He is a promoter like none other that I've ever worked for, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass here, Tommy. It's the absolute truth. It's a complete shoot. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for bringing back my love for professional wrestling and as far as, as, far as the, uh, the, the two events that are coming up on Saturday, you know, you see all these different independent shows running all over the country, and usually those shows have one main attraction. There's one thing that you're looking forward to more than anything else. It could be, you know, a TV guy coming down that doesn't do appearances very often. It could be one special match happening. This, and I, and I know this is cliche, but every single match on that card Saturday night could be the main event. It absolutely could be the main event anywhere else. Every match is its own attraction. The entire event is its own attraction. And I can't sit here and look at the entire run from 80s Wrestling Con starting at 9 a.m. all the way through the end of the night. I cannot put my finger on what I'm looking forward to the most. Every single thing that's happening is going to be absolutely amazing. I can't wait for Saturday. It can't come soon enough. So thank you absolutely for everything and putting this together because you've reignited the fire in me as a wrestling fan and as a performer. So thank you. Those words mean everything to me, man. Thank you so much. I really, and I know you mean it. And I, I really do appreciate that, man. And that, that means, that means a lot to me. And just to let you know, uh, I didn't tell you yet. Uh, we have three ISPW matches during the daytime at the convention. So uh, Pat, I will need you suited up early because you'll be performing at Absolutely. the convention uh, at 80s wrestling con. Absolutely. absolutely. I, I will have what well, my stripes will be in order. They will be white and black alternating. I am ready to go. We, can we start now? Can we start it early? Can we go? <laughs> I, dude, I, wish, I, I wish we had another month, to be honest with you. I don't know how the hell I'm going to get everything ready uh, by this Saturday. But, Pat, thank you so much, brother, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. Absolutely. Guys, if you're out there, if you're listening, if you do not have your tickets yet for 80s Wrestling Con, if you do not have your tickets yet for ISPW Rockin' Wrestling, what in the world are you waiting for? You have until 11 p.m. tonight to get them on the the, the early tickets, because if you get them at the door, you are going to pay a little bit more. Get your tickets now. You will be sorry you missed these two events. I promise you that. Thank you, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Could not have said it any better. Well, right, you I guys. guess that is, that's going to do it, man. I guess uh, it's time to uh, time to put on my big boy pants. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if, 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 if you either go big or you go home, 
I know the amount of work that's in front of me right now. I've been working on it all week long, Matt. If you've seen what my store looks like right now, it, it, it looks like a tornado. Oh, a wow. tornado has blew into my store, and there is stuff scattered everywhere. But I am going to pull it together. That's what I do. In one way or another, I'll have everything ready to go. And everyone will be able to relive their childhood this Saturday at 80s Wrestling Con. And afterwards, we present to you the biggest independent show of the year. And I'm putting my stamp on that by saying that. ISPW Rock and Wrestling. For tickets for 80s Wrestling Con, head over to 80swrestlingcon.com. You have to 11 o'clock tonight, and then you're going to have to get tickets at the door. They are cheaper in advance uh, for the admission tickets for Jake Roberts and for Jesse the Body Ventura. So if you're planning on coming, you don't have your tickets yet, get them today by 11 p.m. And also for ISPWWrestling.com for tickets for the night show. And uh, time to uh, suit up, my man. I'm going to get ready, and I will see you guys this weekend at 80s Wrestling Con in ISPW Rock and Wrestling. Wrestling Con, 9 a.m., Men in Sports Arena, Morristown, New Jersey, by ISPW's Rock and Wrestling. We'll be talking to you all next week. Hey, everybody, it's Jumping Jay. And before... Thank mm-hmm. you.